I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Ever wondered when you should retire? Have you thought of how much money you need to make before planning your retirement? Do you find planning your retirement a big task? Here are the answers to all your questions. My name is Ashutosh Garg and I am the author of the best-selling book Reinvent, Reboot, Rewire, Managing Retirement in the 21st Century. You are listening to my podcast, No Age for Retirement. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of the brand called you, it is also an HT Smartcast original and it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Welcome to a new episode of The Brand Called You. I am Arani and I am with Ashutosh Garg the founder of The Guardian Pharmacy and Equation Coaching. Hello, sir. Hi, Arini. I was going through your book on retirement and uh, you mentioned 12 ways to unclutter your life post your retirement. Would you like to start with that? Thank you, Arani. You know, I think people don't realize in India, we keep talking about the young people and how 65% of our population is under 30 years of age and the demographic dividend. But what we don't realize is that in another five to seven years, we'll have close to 100 million people who will be over 60. And these 100 million people are fit, have got enough money. And for some strange reason in our country, retirement is considered to be a taboo. And I've said this very often, and I've written about it in my book on retirement, that retirement has nothing to do with you as an individual. It has everything to do with the superannuation policies of your employer. And given today's health, you're going to continue to be very, very active till you are 85 or 90. So you've got 30 years to look forward to. And yet your reality has changed. How has it changed? Number one, you're getting older. Therefore, your body is not that of a 21-year-old. Your perspective has changed because you've probably been through some great times and have faced some knocks. And therefore, what I'm going to talk to you about today is what I feel are some of the points you should take into account as you start to reach the age of superannuation looking forward. The first one I always talk about is uh, unclutter your life. I think it's important for us to understand that, you know, we keep on doing more and more things when we are working, when we are younger, and and that's absolutely right. But as you are beginning to get older, you have to start simplifying your life. And I don't think there will be anyone who doesn't believe in this. And when I say unclutter your life, what I really mean is start thinking about how you're going to simplify your daily life, how you're going to reduce the kind of commitments that you make to one another and how you will reach a stage where you will, for the first time possibly, start thinking about your spouse, about your children, about yourself 
and start moving forward. Things that I have realized with certain uh, grand uncles yeah. and all, some of them become quite negative yeah. as they grow older. But at the same time, I have a very young and enthusiastic uh, grand uncle who must be in his late 70s now. And one thing he does every morning, he puts up a happy quote on Facebook every morning. And in fact, it has become my daily ritual to actually go follow him and read that quote. And because he's my source of happiness every morning. So what do you think about people should take negativity and turn so, positive? You know, when I was younger, you know, you have issues with individuals, you have people who you can't get along with, you had fights with people, you love to, you know, feed yourself of rumors that oh, something happened to them and something happened to them. And I believe that as you start to reach 60 and above, it's a stage where you start to remove your negativity. And when I say remove negativity, I really mean that when you're negative about anything or anybody, the only person you harm is yourself because your uh, my being negative about you doesn't affect you at all. Right. You're carrying on with your life. But the fact that I'm negative and the fact that I'm, you know, burning myself from inside because I don't like you, I'm harming myself. Right. As we get older, I tell a lot of people, remove this negativity because it's not doing any good to you. And the moment you are able to remove that, and I love your example of your uncle who posts something nice every day and there are thousands of stories on the net across multiple platforms of how someone says something nice. Uh, an interesting story I read recently was about this young checkout clerk in a big mall. And, you know, he was the person who used to be at the cash register. And there would be a queue of maybe 50, 60 people waiting to go to him to check out. One day the manager walked up to people and said, there are three other cash registers. Why don't you go to the other two so that you don't have to wait? And customers say, no, we want to stay only with this individual. So when he went and found out what this individual used to do was every morning before he'd come to work, he'd write out a nice, interesting, happy coat. Okay. And he would slip that coat into the bag of the shopper. So the shopper was actually waiting to receive that happy coat. Right. And therefore, the shopper was willing to wait for the additional 15-20 minutes to go and meet the checkout clerk and get the happy coat. Wow, fantastic. So what is one thing people can do to include positivity in their life? So I have said that first 30, 40 years of your career till the time you reach 60, you're always collecting. And I remember this particularly well from my late mother-in-law. She knew that I like paintings and she had two really expensive paintings, which she want, told me that these goods will belong to you. And I used to say, yeah, you know, I couldn't hesitate to take a really expensive, big name Indian artist painting from her. One day I had gone to see her in Bombay and I looked at the walls and both the paintings were not there. So I said, where are the paintings? She says, they've been packed up. So I said, why have they been packed up? He says, for you to take back home. So I said, but you love these paintings. She says, I do, but I will have much greater joy in my lifetime if I see you enjoying the same painting. And that's when I realized and I learned that... It is much easier and much more happy for an individual to give away possessions in his or her lifetime rather than say that after I pass away, this will go to so-and-so individual. So I always say after a certain stage in life, which is in my, I've just defined it as 60, stop collecting and start giving. Wow. All your life, you just take, take, take and then 
yeah that's that's actually a very great uh, idea to you know get positive feelings about things you see other people happy you're happy to correct one thing that happens right after you retire i've seen my paternal uh, grandfather do that as soon as he retired he had a lot of free time is it good or or does it take you hard how did you handle it so i have always said to a lot of my friends that your date of superannuation is not the day you start planning for life after right you need to start planning for your life after 10 years before you reach the date right but it is a change because you wake up on the morning after superannuation and your your calendar is empty and that can be very frustrating for individuals but if you have planned it well right. and when i say planned it well i mean you must have a multiplicity of things that you are doing I know friends who say that oh we're going to play golf when we retire, but then you know there is a physical constraint. You can't play more than two times a week because you're tired. Some people want to do something different. So I always tell them have five, six different things that you're able to do, which will then fill up your calendar accordingly. But yet you must be able to afford yourself this luxury that you work for thirty five, forty years nonstop. and now is the time when maybe it's time for you to take a 30 to 45 minutes snooze in the afternoon yes so i say that clear your calendar and make time for yourself so you must have some me time to Correct. that you don't really have when you're in a corporate setup yeah. or yeah. when you're working in your life yeah. you also also say that you should meditate and exercise and do yoga yeah. why is that meditation is a means to keep your mind calm right it's means for you to be able to internalize a lot of the challenges and to be able to spend time with yourself it's also a time when you are able to sit for those 10 15 20 minutes and that's all mm-hmm. quietly try and manage millions of th- thoughts that run through our minds every nanosecond and say that this is something that i would like to be able to think about or this is something that is bothering me or this is something which you know i want to be able to reflect upon right so that is something which you know meditation helps you to be able to think through as far as yoga is concerned yoga is really to be able to breathe well it is really to be able to keep your body flexible and to be able to lead a normal life and not do something overly stressful which you may have been doing right so meditation and yoga should really be a part of our daily life it should be there in everyone's life irrespective of the age but i do believe that once you turn 60 this should become a more regular part of your we were talking to sanjay jain you were talking yeah. to sanjay jain and after he retired he rekindled his old hobby of poetry and and literature uh, do you think that's a a good way to keep yourself involved and really look forward to something absolutely your new hobby i mean i don't know if i've told you this but i used to play the flute a long time back and then got caught up so now i'm actually looking for a teacher who can reintroduce me to the flute and i know so many people i used to have an old boss in itc he retired and he went back to acting theater and for almost 25 years after he retired he was very very active in theater i have people who are you know writing i know people who are playing golf there are so many people who have gone and picked up their passions and i know someone who said that he's waiting for the time when he now turns 60 and go back to his first passion which is painting you know it's a time for you to reflect 
It's a time for you to be able to go back and do things which you always wanted. My wife and I believe this also, that this is a time when you travel. So, you know, we travel, you know, and we pick up two or three new countries every year. And for the last 10, 12 years, we've been doing this. Where we say every year you've got to go and see at least two new countries and two new cities in India. And we've been doing that. Wow, that's really inspiring. In fact, my happy granduncle that yeah. I was talking about, he also does the same thing. He goes to, sometimes he's in China, sometimes he's, he's going to Bali. Yeah. So that's really exciting. And yes, Hobby, maybe one of these episodes, yeah. we're going to have you play the flute yeah. after you're reintroduced. <laughs> But you are an avid golfer. You play golf at least twice a week. How do you carry on? And it's it's peak summer. It's 48 degrees. And how do you do that? I think golfers are crazy. So they will go and play in peak summer or peak winter. It is all about a game that you are playing with yourself every day. Of course, you have great company. And, you know, it's every shot that you hit is a challenge that you are able to compare with the same shot you hit the previous time you played in the same course. Because no two shots will be the same. It is a game where uh, you're constantly challenging yourself. And of course, it's great company, great opportunity to talk to people for four, four and a half hours and very often make new friends. Wow. So one of the things that you said in your book is you must slow down. You had a good opportunity of not quitting after you turned uh, 60. You could have continued with The Guardian and you but it, instead you chose to exit and start two companies, which is coaching, which is an, which is an amazing company and also start the brand called you. You slowed down, but not too much. But how far must one slow down? I mean, should you just press the brakes or should you just shift the gears to a lower gear? So I sometimes think that life is like a treadmill. You can keep running faster and faster and faster on, on the treadmill. And if you suddenly press the red button which is to stop and you stop suddenly you probably will fall down and hurt yourself as you get older one of your organs may give way if you suddenly are running at a crazy pace and we earlier on we just spoke about how the body keeps on getting older and gets you know you got to accept that you've got to remain fit but you also have to accept the fact that when you get older you cannot at 60 i cannot do a marathon like a 21 year old can so i think it is important to slow down Physically, it is also important to slow down the the travel. I mean, you know, I have traveled as much as 23, 24 days a month for almost six, seven years nonstop. And today, even if I have to travel, I probably won't do it. So I think you have to start slowing down in virtually everything that you are doing. You know, you've got to even slow down at the pace at which you eat your food. You know, you're going to eat less. You're going to want to digest it better. So it just overall, you need to slow down. The only area that I don't think you should slow down in is your mind. And that should remain as active as possible right till the very last day. Is that your reason behind you have turned a storyteller and a coach? Yeah, well, one of the reasons I turned a storyteller is because I've made a good co-founder like you. So you've got in all the energy. I've got all the relationships. And between you and me, we're building and making great stories. Of course, with all our guests. Of course. One of the things that you say is be debt-free. Is this more for people who have already retired or is it more for people like me who must start planning their retirement? So, Arani, I don't think you're ready to start planning your retirement at 29. When you start another 20 years from now is when you should start thinking about retirement. But when I say be debt-free, what I mean is that by the time you reach 60, you should have paid off your house. You should have paid off any other kind of debts that you have. 
if you've taken loans for your children's education, you should have paid off those loans or your children should have taken over those loans from you. Because this constant pressure of having to have enough money to pay my EMI every month should not be there when you are 60. You need to be able to spend the money you have earned. You need to be able to live a reasonably good life. And you don't want the unnecessary stress of saying, how will I make you know, my equated monthly installment payment without affecting my cash flow? Yes, that makes sense. So I have another two decades Easy. to plan, <laughs> plan my retirement. Yes. So what is the last thing you would advise to plan retirement? Well, I would say live life every day. Yes, you must have a plan ahead. You must be looking ahead what you want to do. But we're all mortals. Things can happen. And all our wise men have often said this, that you live life every day. At the end of the day, be thankful that you know, you've lived one more day. And next morning when you wake up, thank God and say that, uh, okay, I've got another day to live and do exactly what I want to do. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You, and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by The Brand Called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com. Or suno nai nazari aise. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.